Hey everybody, welcome to the Thematic Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the. the- <laughs> this is the podcast that we repeat ourselves. This is the podcast we repeat I ourselves. I totally this is loved the, the intro last ourselves. time, so I was messing yeah. with Yeah, I had to take over because Daniel, he just wasn't used to it. He's growing though. Yeah, I was just a baby. I'm at shepherding it. this young <laughs> lamb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Hey, we are so thankful for every one of you that has joined on the thematic journey with us and been with us. This is season five now. Yeah, and. Uh, we're just attempting to make good theology automatic, and we're talking about real-life questions. Mm-hmm. And today we have a real-life question that is is theologically based, but it's it's actually more experiential. Yeah. And like, real life, like, how do I deal with this? And it's, it's something that I know a lot of people deal with, yeah. either currently or at some point in their life. And uh, so here's the question. Yeah. This came in through Instagram. What's the best way to repent because the same sin keeps coming back in my life and I know I need to repent, but for some reason it's so hard. So whether you worded this question exactly like this or not, I mean, I, I'd imagine because I know people and I know myself, it's not like you're delivered from every single proclivity, sin, habit, desire as soon as you're yeah. saved. And so to whatever degree your habitual sin or temptation might be, how do you really repent, I think, is one question. Mm-hmm. And also, how do you really repent Repent of those specific sins that have a habitual hold on your life? Oh, yeah. I think that so those are kind of go hand in hand, but maybe a little different. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So um, what? let's mm. just start with the definition. What is repentance, Yeah. biblically speaking? Yeah. So um, repentance, we always say, we'll say it, it means to turn 180. Um, and, uh, one Greek word for it is meta nois, which means meta or change and nos is mind. So change of mind. Yeah. Um, we get our word, I think metanoia is an English word. Yeah. Really a transliteration. Transliteration. Yeah. But that's where that comes from. Yeah. Or like what the, what the butterfly goes through. Yeah. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis Mm -hmm. comes from the same word, a total transformation. A total transformation. But you're absolutely right. The foundational definition is to change your mind, Mm -hmm. which inherently leads to change actions. Yeah. So it's an internal change that has an external observational difference, essentially. And so that's why we always say like, it's a 180, Yeah. you know? And so repentance is the misnomer is that it's like a groveling feeling of being sorry or sorrow. That isn't what it is. It's a mind transformation, a a different way of thinking, which is why it's so helpful in the process of repentance to live in your new identity, because your new identity is free of the old strongholds that were in your life. Mm. And it is a process to stay free. Um, So that's what it is. So that's a direct answer. That's how I understand it. Yeah, that's what the word means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually have a number of thoughts that I would answer this question with because this is one of the top 10 questions that I get. Yeah. And so I, I have an answer written out that, uh, I really thought through and that I send to people. So let's go through it. Can I go through it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would love that. And then, and then let's just bounce after, um, so you can interrupt me at any time or else we'll just go through. I probably So I always, I always tell people, I say, first of all, I think you should focus on relationship with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, hmm. um, because you can't overcome sin without the power of the Spirit. Come on, you may be able to avoid it for a while, behavior modification, 
But ultimately what God has for us is transformation that comes from the inside out, not the outside in. And that, mm -hmm. that starts with the Holy Spirit and his presence empowering you. Mm -hmm. And so also as you grow in relationship with God, what you desire changes, what you, so what you do changes. Mm -hmm. So when, when talking about this question, I, I don't want people to focus on the behavior first. I want them to focus on relationship first. Yeah. Really talking about any question. I want people to focus on relationship <laughs> yeah. first That's and the, let where the power comes from. Yeah. Let all yeah. things flow from relationships. So grow in your relationship with God. Um, pursue Jesus. Don't just pursue not watching porn, pursue Jesus mm -hmm. and, and you know, whatever the sin is. So, okay. Number two, um, there is a difference between confession and repentance. Yeah. Confession as in the like Catholic confession or, con oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack. Well, what is good? What do you think confession is? Oh, I was curious what you, you were saying. Well, let's talk about it. That's what I wanted to say. Oh. Earlier you said repentance has a misnomer and it's yeah. feeling sorry and groveling. So yeah. I think sometimes people mistakenly make synonymous confession and repentance, and those are also two different things. So yeah. what do you think confession is? In the Catholic sense or the Christian sense? <laughs> is what I'm asking you. Which one do you want me to find? Is there a difference? I think there is. There is? Okay. Yeah. What do you think the Bible sense is? Okay. The Bible sense, I believe confession is transparency and onus or being honest. The reason is the Bible says where sin abounds, grace hoopa abounds. Hoopa meaning super or overtakes. So because Jesus can't do anything with self-righteousness, meaning if I have no sin, there's mm -hmm. no grace for mm -hmm. it. So the power of confession is by being honest with your sin, you're letting your sin abound so grace can overtake it, and there's grace to be free from it. That's why I think confession exists. I so see. confess is transparency to... Uh, acknowledging. Acknowledging it, which is why the Bible says, confess your sins to one another and you will be healed. Yeah. It's how you access the grace to overcome sin. Right. So, okay, so foundationally, confession is an acknowledgement of your wrong mm -hmm. and repentance is allowing your mind to be changed and now doing something yes. different. Which is why I think Catholic confession doesn't have the same power because you're not being transparent in it. You're, it's private. It's secret. God mm -hmm. already forgives you. You don't need a priest to give you God's forgiveness. You're already forgiven. Okay, so let's talk about this. Sorry. No, let's talk about this yeah. because... We can confess straight to God, mm -hmm. and repentance is either going to happen or not happen. Mm -hmm. But we can also confess to people. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of our brand of Christianity has Protestantism, has turned from the practice of confession to another man because of the Catholic Church. Correct. But would you agree with me in, to say that, well, confessing to other humans is biblical mm -hmm. and is healthy, mm -hmm. but what? So what's the difference here? Healthy, I, not required, but healthy. Yeah, I would agree. Like here's here's where we're at. The Bible says Jesus is our high priest. You can go directly to the throne That's room of it. God, boldly into the throne room. Hebrews ten. So I think we what we believe is you do not need to confess to another man to be forgiven. Correct. God forgive you gives, and Jesus is your high priest, but. I do also believe on the other side of the coin that there is sometimes such freedom that in my experience sometimes only happens when you confess to another human. Yes, when you expand and that it, circle. And, and it doesn't little... mean that like God hasn't forgiven you, but it, well the scripture says if you confess uh 
you will be healed. Yes. That's what and I, I mean. just think that there's something... There's like a stronghold sometimes that yeah. can get broken when you expand that circle of trust and you get more transparency yeah. into it. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Because sometimes we feel like, oh, I can confess right to God, but I'm not finding this freedom, especially speaks to this question. I'm just caught habitually. And it's yes. like, but why, God? I've, I've confessed it, you know, like your Holy Spirit's in me, but there's something about other human beings... Yes. Bringing something to the light, it loses its power. That's right. And other humans walking alongside of you in overcoming. Yeah. But so, we had to make the distinction because yeah. you don't need a human to give absolve, absolve you, you of sin or between a, you and God. Yeah. Yeah. God will forgive or you. Or per se, prescribe for you some penance. Yeah. Although church discipline and things like this yeah. are biblical, biblical and healthy, yeah. but you just have to really wade through that. So I would say focus on relationship with God. Number two... <laughs> Uh, confess that you've sinned, which acknowledge that what you're doing is wrong and, mm-hmm. and confess it both yeah. to God and probably to another uh, person. And I would say specifically, if you're trying to overcome a habitual thing and you haven't done this yet, I would say that's your next step. Confess mm-hmm. it to another human being. I agree. Number three, receive prayer. Don't just pray about it yourself, but find somebody, maybe the person you confess to, or maybe... Somebody else. Agree with me because two or three. Mm -hmm. Um, And that may include laying on of hands. It may include anointing with oil. Mm -hmm. Um, So receive prayer. I would say that prayer could could even be a, you know, another prayer where you're confessing it openly. You're repenting. Um, You may be, they might be praying for healing. There might even need to be prayer for deliverance from any, any stronghold uh, or demonic force that's upon you. Um, so pray to God directly and pray with other people. Repent, which means turn. And then I would say get an accountability partner. Um, if it's a habitual thing that has not been resolved, mm-hmm. find somebody, probably the person you confess to or somebody yeah. like that, that can, in a loving way, ask you about it, walk with you through it, encourage mm-hmm. you in it. And then lastly, I would say, if it's the type of sin that has to do with any physical or external sources that lead you into it, get rid of those sources so far as you're able. Yeah, alcohol or... Yeah, I'll give you an example. As a pastor, so many times people will come up to me and just just as a random example, pastor, I need to confess I'm looking at porn again. Just pray for me, pastor. Mm -hmm. Pray for me. Okay, yeah, of course I'm going to pray. Yeah. And by the way, what prayer is, is us going to God and trusting God in faith to do what only God can do. Yeah. And this is what I say to people almost every time I pray for them about issues like this. I say, now, we're going to pray and we're going to believe God is going to supernaturally heal you and do everything that he can do for sure. But just, just if Jesus was standing here today and after we got done praying, you looked at him and you said, hey, Jesus, is there anything you want me to do? What do you think he would say? Yeah, great question. That's a great way of putting yeah. it, huh? Because though God can do anything, there are some things that he won't do. Yeah. For example, he won't pick up this computer right here and slam it against your wall. <laughs> he won't take your phone and throw it over a cliff. But yeah. oftentimes I, I say to the guy, I'll say, hey, you, you do know like you actually could get a flip phone. Yeah. Like, I know it seems like impossible. Like, nobody has a flip phone. Like, I have to have internet. I'm just saying when it comes to, like, your soul, if you cannot get over your pornography, you actually can take a physical, actionable step. What do you value more? 
Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. You can get rid of the internet access. You can, yeah, somehow get somebody to make sure that there's no alcohol in your house ever. That's it. You can cut that person and that friend group out of your life. There are probably more actions that we can take. And so I I just want to be it's careful because so I'm not talking about fix yourself. It's not a fix yourself gospel. I'm just saying like, of course it starts with God and we trust God first. But if there's anything that we can do and we're choosing not to, and then we keep falling into the same thing, we're probably missing it. And yeah. God wants us to participate with him in our healing sometimes. So It's the same thing as the body is designed to heal itself, but if we keep putting the poison in it all the time, it's like, why am I not healing? It's like, well, you're making yourself sick constantly. Like, do the things to help right. it. All. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, yeah. Those, that's literally what I say to people when they talk about... It's awesome. Uh, especially overcoming habitual yeah. sin. I want to tag on to the accountability, uh, I think you call that buddy, which I think is awesome. Accountability buddy <laughs> or... Partner. Oh, he's a partner. Okay. Accountability partner. Um, one of the things that's really cool, and it's a biblical principle, is um, by the agreement of the witness of two or three, it's the same reason why we sign a marriage certificate. You know, we have a, a groomsman, two witnesses. Two witnesses. Um, it establishes any one thing as true. And the same thing where you can't bear false witness because it was like the you could you could get someone killed in the old testament by bearing false witness, right? Because right. you establish anything as true. Um, that's why the Bible says, like, if any two of you agree upon any one thing in my name, you shall have it. It's like this is true. So by bringing accountability in, it's interesting. The enemy of your soul will gaslight you. When you bring something out into light, Give it a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, in your mind, you'll be like, well, maybe it wasn't such a big deal. I don't, maybe don't need to really be free. I, I'm doing okay. But if you have accountability, be like, no, 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 remember, you were so serious about this. No, no, this is a big deal. You want to be free. Right. So by bringing that accountability in, they'll help establish that truth and help you keep that ground that you gained when mm. you were strong in that moment. That's so good. so um, there's a biblical principle at work there, not just a practical truth. Um, and I just want to remind us, because that's something that has really served me uh, well. That's good. Um, I feel like there was one other thing I was going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of touched on this. This isn't really the question, but I know it's something that people deal with. And I just to to be encouragement to people, yeah. how do people deal with when they when they do genuinely love God and they want to follow God and they want to do his will, but they keep falling back into this and sometimes some of those people even do this negotiation with God and say make vows and promise I'm never going to do it again and then they do it. Yeah. And then and then when they do that thing they feel so much shame and guilt, and then they they even stop themselves from going back to God because they assume God knows I'm a hypocrite, hmm. and I know I'm a hypocrite, and now God is sitting there being like, yeah, right, you don't mean it. Don't even pray. What, what, what do we say to people? Like, the devil will encourage you. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing this. This is amazing. It's going to fulfill you, and then the moment you do the sin— he puts all of the shame. You're the worst. Nobody's like you. You're all alone, and yeah. you should feel guilty and shame. And his whole thing is to steal, kill, and destroy. His whole thing is to lie yeah. to you, and his whole thing is to get you yeah. to flee from him. So I always like um, the distinction between regret and repentance. Mm. You know, Judas regretted, and he threw the money back, but he never repented. Ooh. Peter, he repented, 
Regret leads regret still leads to death, but repentance wow, leads to life. You see why? Because the Bible says that mm. godly sorrow leads to repentance. Yeah, and Romans. so I think the way you know the difference between between godly sorrow and evil shame and guilt is what it leads you to. So if you're finding yourself constantly being being led further good. from God, you're letting yourself fall under condemnation, sin, and guilt. But if you but it is a good thing to feel conviction. That's awesome. Right? That's a gift. That's called godly sorrow if it leads you back to God. Yeah. And so, that's out of Romans, right? Godly sorrow leads to repentance. Uh, I uh, think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, really good. I, I've never I've never heard that before. So so saying it back, because that's the first time I've heard that, shame, the stuff that the enemy heaps on you, because he'll fool you into acting out on a habitual sin. The moment you do, you're heaped with shame because he's trying to separate you. Yeah. Now you feel guilty, dirty, unclean, can't be with Jesus. I can't even come pray. So regret and shame um, leads to death and distance, um, but godly sorrow. So it's okay to feel sorrow, but it will lead to uh, godly sorrow produces... What is repentance. This? Repentance, repentance. Which is what the question is about. Yeah. It, that's really, really good. I really like that a lot. Hmm. So the action... I guess, yeah, the action I would say is like, just don't... Just don't ever give up. Yeah. So, Get back up. So now I'll share my last little bit. So for me, my habitual struggle in my life has been my weight for as long as I can remember. Um, initially, when I was young, I would say, uh, and uh, a good friend of mine uh, was talking about, or it was actually in counseling, but then a good friend of mine reminded me of it. Um, when you're young, you don't choose your diet. You know, when you're eight, nine, 10, your parents feed you. And I just really didn't get good nutrition. And my palate as such was like conditioned to really eat mm-hmm. pretty poor food. That wasn't my fault. It's certainly my fault now. So it didn't start as my fault. And, and the counselor sort of described it when I was in counseling in year five of my marriage. So I was in my twenties. It's like a tornado hits your house. That's not your fault, but the damage is still yours because the house is yours. And so you have a choice. Mm. You can, you can sort of build a wall and live out of a smaller part of your house, or you can take full possession, assess all the damage, get an appraiser to come out and go through the process of remodeling, rebuilding. It's hard. It's hard. It takes time, you know? And so, but it's interesting um, that you say that because the thing that, so for the audience that's watching, I have lost a hundred pounds three times and gained it back three times. So I'm on my fourth journey. I'm down 30 pounds again. I do feel like it's different this time, but the thing for me, this is the longest distance I've ever gone from trying again, because the third time I did it and gained it back, I was like, I'm done. I'm not even ever going to try again. I think I'm just busted, like permanently broken. I just don't think I could be fixed, you know? And I had probably the most amount of shame after third time's a charm, wow. not going to work, because I had so much support for trying it. I had... You did it. And I did it, and then I just lost it again. Um, but right. Meaning gained it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, my encouragement... Because now that I'm two and a half, three months into it with 30 pounds down, for anyone struggling with it, is the advice Craig just gave, don't give up. Try again. If it takes you a million times, try again. If you struggle with pornography, if you struggle with um, self-doubt, if you struggle with eating, 
you are worth the life of God's son. Yeah. You are worth trying again. Whatever you want to be free from, don't give up. Right. You know? Um, and that's... There's this thing I that just happens, had to change my mind about it. Like in, in certain ministries, like AA, for example, they give out coins like based on how long you're free from something. And I think that that's valuable. And I, and I even <clears throat> counsel people to do that too. Like, hey, write down the date the last time you looked at porn because that's your date. And now you have two weeks. Now you have a year. At the same time, sometimes that can be um, detrimental, I have found, because when somebody falls off a wagon after so long, mm -hmm. then they think to themselves, that's it, I'm, it's over. And then they, they do it a bunch of, bu they just fall right back into it. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've experienced that in my life with certain sins. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but every day is still a day. Yeah. Okay, maybe you broke your chain of two years, but today is still a day. And no matter what happened yesterday, get back up yeah. and do it again today. That's do, it. Eat right today. Yeah. Don't look at that thing today. Don't, yeah. don't, whatever it is, like just get back up. And I would say for anyone in a habitual sin, you are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus as a believer. Your standing with God hasn't changed. When I was 300 and some odd pounds, I'm still valuable to the king, but I'm not as useful to myself and my family because of my energy levels and things like that. Yeah. So the only one suffering is like me and those close to me. So I might as well have as much heaven on earth as I can have because to him, I'm just as valuable, yeah. but I just want to be the most useful. So just rest assured, you're just loved in either state, but you might as well be free. Yeah. Okay. I know we're running out of time, but I want to, yeah. I want to ask you one more question that's going to be personal and applicable to everybody. If you'll allow me. Using you as an example. I'll allow it. And this particular issue that you've confessed. Yeah. Let's just say of all of the responses that I could have in your life, which of these three would you prefer? Like over the next year, mm -hmm. if I said, hey, Daniel, what do you weigh? And I'm, and I'm helping hold you accountable based on mm -hmm. the weight. Do you want that? And is that beneficial? Or number two, if I don't say what do you weigh, but... Daniel, how how are you eating? What, mm -hmm. what, what's going in? Like, are you healthy? Would that be beneficial or helpful? Mm -hmm. And number three, if I don't address the weight or the food, but I just say, "Hey, how's your heart? How's your heart doing, bro?" Like, say I noticed that you you backtracking. Mm -hmm. Which of those three would be helpful to you as somebody that's lovingly wanting to walk with you, support you in the journey? Yeah, that's a great question. For me, what sounds right right now would be number two. Um, because that's what I'm focused on. I'm actually not focused on my weight. My weight's a byproduct of eating right. So my relationship with my food and what, because I can control what goes on my plate and into my body. And um, I had to change uh, that process. Yeah. I've always had a pretty good heart as far as like, you know, I've been joyful and happy yeah. and optimistic and love Jesus. But my relationship with food I, be, I get a lot of comfort from it. And so I lived a really stressful life. And so I'd get instant comfort and gratification from it. And that is not how God designed us to use food. So I had to change my mind. And so how I'm eating is a great question for me. Am okay. I using food for how God intended it? And we can absolutely and should have that conversation if you see any change in me. Cool. Yeah. And you're welcome so to. So this may not be the best solution for everybody, but it, it sounds like you know when you look at somebody's life or your own life, 
there's what's called, I think, they're called lag factors or lag metrics. Yeah, and leading is, indicators. Yeah. yeah, lead indicators and lag indicators. So the, the lag indicator is what's the result on the end? In his case, what's the number on the dial on mm-hmm. those scale? On the scale. Versus a lead indicator is what's going in on the front end. And probably most people tend to, because you can't always... If you have a yeah. bunch of really healthy input, but but something weird is going on and it's not necessarily changing the number on the scale, that's okay. It could be hormonal yeah, or whatever. Could be hormonal. I'm not worried about that. I'm yeah. worried about what's going. Am into I doing my, what's? Yeah. Am it. I doing what I can do? And yeah. I can't can really control how much my body's metabolizing. Yeah. So I want that to encourage people that like focus on the lead indicators, the things that you do have the choice over, and sometimes the results. Yeah. You know, just don't judge yeah. yourself as harshly on on that. Like, That's it. focus on, like we talked about, focus on Jesus. Focus on reading the Bible. Focus mm-hmm. on worship. Focus on being healthy and and watch Him make the changes in Come you. On. Not, I just so focused on the scale yeah. or whatever. That's good. That's going to get you legalistic focused instead of relationship yeah. focused. That's a great question. So. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for Rock being honest with us yeah. um, and confessing that. And we, I'm look, I'm excited for your journey. Dude, me too. I saw you and I'm like, man, you're on the way. And that's I know. exciting. So thank you for the question, um, whoever asked this. And um, thank you for sending in your questions. You could send us more questions. Season six, I'll be uh, a much skinnier man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look forward to it. If you have a question, find us at thematicpodcast.com And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next episode for the final episode of the season. Yeah, peace.